When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, 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 well. Look who's back. This is Take the Black, the weekly show where we discuss all things sci-fi fans, movies and TV. I am Dan Selke, editor of Windows.net. And for the first time in a few weeks, we have back our regular co-host, dearly missed, Daniel Roman, editor at Windows.net. Daniel Good to have you back. How are you? Hey, hey. I'm good. I'm very glad to be back. Was it total chaos and madness while I was gone? Did you I wish did... I would stay away? What was it like? I didn't want to say anything, but the people who I got to replace you, you know, I'll just say that two of them were great and one of them was so bad. I can't even express <laughs> how awful wow. they were. Which one okay. was it? I don't want to say the I prefer shade. to leave it a mystery, but everyone who watched <laughs> knows. <laughs> Okay. No, they were all very great. Uh, it was a lot of fun Excellent. while we weren't here. But um, I'm glad to have you back. And um, you can interview. And of course, I'm glad to see everyone else here. Hey, Julie, Martha, Christian. Uh, thanks everybody tuning in today. Of course, as always, we have a big uh, stack show for you. Although I have to mention, if you're wondering, I, I want to mention this. I, th- I feel like I have to. Okay. I have a big okay. fat growth on get my get right eye. It. It's called a sty. It's unsightly. I know. You don't have to point it out. You don't have to call me the elephant, okay. man. I know it's there. It's a gland thing. <laughs> the gland leaks too much. I had another one here on the other eye of That's like brutal. several shows back, and then I got rid of it. Yeah. They injected me full of steroids, and it went away, and now this one grew on the other eye, on the, went other, to the leg. other eye. Ridiculous. Absurd. Why isn't medical science doing anything about this? So this is like the B-plot line from The Last of Us. It's just finding a way to keep persisting no matter how you get rid of it. I'm so sorry. From the what? From the, I just picked a, like The Last of Us. Insert apocalyptic thing here. It will not be thwarted by mere modern medicine. Has anybody here ever had a sty? Does anybody get, I I went from not knowing what these things were to being an expert on them in a matter of months. And now I just want to commiserate with other sty, sty guys. But, um, we can, guys. <laughs> but that's another topic. Daniel, what are we talking about in terms of the world of pop culture today? Yes. Uh, so first, I uh, just want to say thank you, Julie. Thank you, Martha. It is good to be back um, today. We're getting into mainly some House of the Dragon stuff, some some rumors flying around from the set, which play into some stuff we've, you know, we've been wondering here for quite a while. Uh, some more fuel got thrown on the fire for some of these rumors in the past week. So we want to discuss that. And then we're going to be hitting up the the Witcher a little later on and a few other things later on. Um, but for right now, let's start with House of the Dragon. Let's do it. So, Dan, I think you probably know a little bit more about this. So the, the big thing that we're going to be talking about here today is Adam of Hull, who is a, you know, a an important character in George R. R. Martin's book fire and blood we've been hoping we'd see them next season but we've had more than a few reasons to 
fear we might not. And now it seems like Adam may be in the show, e- even though we didn't think he was going to be originally. So what's the deal here, Dan? Um, okay. Should we be excited? Scared? Um, Interested, I think. It's a, it's, it's a weird situation. Okay. okay. So Fire and Blood, the book on which House of Dragon is based, has a character named Adam of Hull, who is a really good character. He's like this yes, young upstart, like, uh, I'm going to make it. Gosh, darn it. Um, however I can kind of peasant guy who becomes a dragon rider. I love that His Game of Thrones didn't really have yes. a lot of peasant characters. But now in season two, there's a lot of a few kind of lowborn folk who are going to ride dragons because they need dragon riders really badly. And they're willing to entertain the idea of peasants doing it. A character called Nettles. Yeah. She's really great. And there's uh, Adam of Hull, who's just like a... Uh, a young guy with a twinkle in his eye who wants to make good. It's it's, it's very earnest and um likable, which is something you always have on these shows. Now, yeah, Adam of Hull in the books is supposedly this is what the people are saying around Dragonstone and the rumors. The bastard son <laughs> of Corliss Valerian, who played by Steve Toussaint. Yes. I see everybody recommending a gold ring. I recall you recommending that last time for my sty too, and I I didn't huh. do it, and it didn't work. So I'm gonna have to do it oh, this yeah. time. I do remember them mentioning that last time. So might might be time to get a gold ring and put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the rumors, the rumors for Adam in Fire and Blood. So we're not talking about set rumors. Yeah. We're talking about in-world rumors. That's a lot of people say he is Lainor Valerian's son. Well, but I mean, it's but like Lainor Valerian's super widely... gay. So that's not probably not good. Yes. The well, that's but... like the public story. They're Lainor's kids um the adam and his his brother alan or alan it's probably alan Alan. yeah i think it's alan um well they say i'll be irritated don't say it dumb (laughs) it's alan you'll be irritated um yeah so (laughs) much of my eye um but yeah so in in the story is that he's lanor's son but everyone knows that probably means they're corliss's sons yes adam and his brother it's a mess in the first place so anyway we know that Alan of Hull, who is Adam's brother, who does not ride a dragon, is yes. going to be in the show. He's going to be played by an actor named um, Abu Bakar Salim, who said he's having a lot of fun. Yes. Like he's on the set. He's tweeting about it, which I love because I, I hope actors break um, NDA and just tweet about what they're doing. I hope they post pictures. It's all good. So Mr. I love Salim, that he's just keep, been tweeting about it. Just keep bringing that. But the rumor has been that they might just cut Adam of Hull from the show and replace him with yes. Lenor Valerian, uh, who died in the book, but survived on the show. They let him off, even though they, they, they should have murdered the hell out of him, but they didn't because they're bad at their jobs. So he was able to get away on the wow, show. The and, well, it is a bad decision. And uh, the thinking <laughs> was, maybe they'll just bring him back. He's also Corliss Valerian's son, and he rode the dragon Seasmo, which is the dragon that Adam takes over in the story. And then they'll just yes. have Lanor do Adam's stuff. And uh, none of the, and we have, uh, anyway, so then we get a set report from Wales, where they're all up a filming stuff on Driftmark Dragonstone. And we have Abu Bakar Salim, who is playing Alan. He's around. We have John McMillan, who is playing Lenor. He's around. So he's back one way or another. He's yes. returned so, from wherever he so went. So that's confirmed. Yeah. John McMillan will be back next season as Lenor, uh, which we, we also, weren't sure about. We weren't. And he is. I don't, we don't know what role he was playing. And then we also have a guy named Clinton Liberty, uh, who, who, according to a local Welsh uh, outlet reported through a string of uninterrupted consonants that a actor named Clinton Liberty is playing Adam of Hull. Yeah. So maybe Adam of Hull will be in the show, but also Lena Valerian is coming back and Alan of Hull is there too, which, so I don't know where that leaves us. So Lenor will replace Adam, but Adam of Hull will actually be in the show anyway, or Adam of Hull will just have his role and Lenor will do something else. Or they're yeah, doing it's... one of those trick things where they have Jumper Millen come back and just walk around set in costume to trick us into believing that Lano's coming back, but it actually won't happen. Yes. They're taking a page out of the Game of Thrones playbook. Didn't they do that in season eight? They like filmed a scene with Cersei and someone just to they throw people scene... off. I remember they had the actress who played Shay on the set of season six, whose name I okay. whose name is Casey. Yeah, Sybil yeah. Kelly, that's the one. 
And we were yeah. all like, oh my God, Shay's in Marine. It's going to be a dream. What's happening? Maybe it's her twin sister, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I, I'm actually, I, I don't think we need to go there. Um, I'm going to assume. No, I don't think so either. Until proven otherwise that this is just going to be what's happening. And I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't like it. I know what should have happened, <laughs> but I, I'm interested in what they're doing. What do you think? I, I'm well, I'm really interested. I am glad to hear these reports. I am I am hopeful, more hopeful than I have been hearing these reports that there is apparently an actor playing Adam who is there yeah, that's nice. because the idea of Lenore taking Adam of Hull's place, like a lot of people leapt to the conclusion that that could have happened because like you said they they spared Lenor. Lenor is alive in the show and he is like clearly not in, in the book. He dies in a very oh, yeah. public way in the book. So there's not really any ambiguity even though Fire and Blood is a fairly ambiguous book with a lot of these events. Um Lenor's yes. death is not one of them. I know. Um, it's like so it's one of the events that isn't ambiguous and that's the one they chose to mess with. It's really weird, but okay, go yeah, on. Yeah. It is a weird decision. I I agree with you. I'm like I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I'm reserving judgment rather until I see what they were going to do with it. Because having him come back as Adam to me is like folly because Adam has to be, he interacts with Rhaenyra. He interacts with Corliss. He's at court in several instances. There's just no way that Lenor Valerian could pass as not Lenor Valerian surrounded by all these people who knew him. Well, um, just so the rewrite idea of, the thing completely that he just comes back. And that means that we just lose yes. everything Adam of Hull is, which is bad because he's a cool character from the book. And I want to see him yeah. around. Yes. Adam of Hull has a great plot line. He's a, a, almost reminiscent of like Jon Snow a little bit. A little bit. He's a, a bastard. He He's a, a, you know, a noble born bastard who is basically trying to prove that he is that bastards are not bad because there are all sorts of stereotypes about mm -hmm. bastards being untrustworthy in this world and things like that. So for Adam, this idea of like loyalty, like he has said he is going to fight for, you know, Rhaenyra and the Blacks and whoever. And he, and he is to going his to word do it, even when they doubt him against um, challenges. So, it's a good story and I want to see it. And uh, you apparently may get to see it because uh, if Clinton Liberty is playing this character, which we don't know for sure yet, but it's if they are, then maybe we're getting Adam of Hull. I mean, like the Welsh news outlet said it. They're not infallible. Yes. But, you know, it, it's not like just some random rumor on TikTok. It's like someone with some authority said this, which and I hope it's true. Yeah. So let me ask you something, because I think it's curious. TikTok. Obviously, they are aging up at least some of yeah. these characters. Like Clinton Liberty is an adult. Abu Bakar Salim, he played father and raised by wolves. He is clearly an adult, oh, and did? these are like young teenagers in the book. Which I don't like. I wish they had stuck to like the plucky upstart story, but whatever. At least they're around. I do too. It's always hard with these shows and the ages. You know, even a lot of the kid characters in Game of Thrones were aged up from the very young ages they are in the books. Um, so it yeah, that's kids. always a, a weird thing. I guess my question is if if we are getting Adam of Hall, mm -hmm. why is HBO playing so coy about this? Like they confirmed Alan. Why if if they're not pulling some trickery with Lenor and Adam, why not just tell us who's playing Adam of Hall? I, I don't understand the reasoning. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I have two theories. One is that they want to hurt okay. me, and that's succeeding. Um, it's probably that one. Yeah. The other is that it, it, it is some <laughs> stupid trickery, and they do think they have some better idea than the story, and they're wrong, but they're going to do it anyway. And that's why. Probably that one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I'm curious about is if Adam and Alan and Corliss and Lenore are all in the mix, 
Like we've wondered how would they bring back Lainor and there are any number of ways that they could, right? Uh, I think you made a joke a while back that they could bring him back just to have him fall down the stairs and break his neck oh, or something, which great. is like, it'd be such a George R. R. Martin type solution to have him get away and then die in this super mundane way. <laughs> Choke on a sandwich. There you go. Exactly. Oh, it's I don't know if you guys can hear it. If you hear sounds, it's because I have a tin roof and it is pouring here right now. Oh, okay. I can hear it in my microphone. But yeah, so as- setting aside the fact that you hate this, because I know you hate this. I can get past it. Can we like what sort of situation could we imagine where Lainor and those three other characters are all together? Like, do you think Lainor is going to come back and throw huge monkey wrenches into stuff on dragonstone or with the dragon seeds the thing that i heard from one of our commenters that i like best is that lanor is not actually going to come back to westeros and he will take care that he just happens to be on set and they're filming multiple locations mm-hmm. in one area and that he is going yeah, to find it's possible it's, po- it's possible just give me give me yeah. a um a bone here um, that he's going to be one of the Essosian lords who takes care of Rhaenyra's and Damon's kid who get shipwrecked and lost on Essos for a while. Because that happens to Rhaenyra's kids. Yeah. Like she sends them off in a galley to Essos because because it's dangerous for them to be around while the war is happening. And their ship is attacked and one of them makes it back to Dragonstone. And then the other is presumed dead, but is actually just being raised in obscurity on Essos for a while and maybe Lanor does that yeah I doubt I, it. that would be cool I I that would be a compelling sort of story if Lanor got to still be in you know one of Rhaenyra's kids lives because like he raised those kids too so it, yeah. like that I could see that being a really there's meat on on the bone storytelling wise for something like that I think it's something where Lanor is relevant to those kids in some way. Um, he's used to I guess, no, raising these are the young kids, kids born by a he woman he's married kids. to who he did not actually contribute any genetic material to. No, he did not. I think yeah. about him. Okay. Well, I take everything I just said back then uh, and we'll see what happens because you do it's well, it would still be interesting because it's raising one of Rhaenyra's kids, but Lanor doesn't have a connection to the kid we're talking about. I don't remember which one it is, but he's already I mean, out of the picture by the time he's very she has used those. to those raising kids. Rhaenyra's kids, even though he contributed no genetic material. Yes, that's true. Which is but, but, one of but his keep that virtues, up. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of his better yeah, qualities. So that's the deal with House of the Dragon. Uh, we, you know, a lot of big questions about what exactly is going on. The filming is in full swing. We don't know exactly um, how the writer's strike is affecting this stuff. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like from a recent HBO exec comment that they're kind of filming what they can and just making notes for things they'll have to reshoot after, which right I think if you're going to keep filming during the writer's strike, that's probably like one of the best ways they could go about it but yeah it still makes me nervous though i mean at this point we're we're almost a month and a half into the writer's strike and there's been like no movement on week seven um yeah from folk coming to the table i saw one of yeah one of the russos uh tweeting about how the studio execs are very mad that they haven't broken the wga spirits yet um but really? here we are week i think we're on week seven or week eight so the strike goes on nothing too we're gonna hit on some small strike news later on there's nothing too crazy like you said there hasn't been a lot of movement in the past week or two you know the russos are like slowly turning into um internet villains like the ones talking yes, about how this to is use the other AI. one <laughs> gotcha the, the, yes. the, the one who isn't into ai the, which one the made not ai one tweeted one one is talking about AI. One is tweeting about the writer's strike. I I don't. It's like a Captain America Civil War is happening Ooh, in their family. Oh, nice. So I, I don't know you, Russos. Don't get mad at me if you happen to watch our podcast. Which I'm sure um, you do. They both made Citadel, yes. and that thing apparently was quite a big bomb. 
which was it? I haven't heard anything about the data. The for, word for I, the I guess there were reports that like it, it didn't break into the top like ten streaming series at any point that it was on, which I'm surprised by because it was pretty face. boring. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you you can put that thing on the side of however many buses you want. It's still not going to make it terribly interesting to watch. Yeah. I think the the concept of Citadel as a global series is interesting. Interesting. I just don't know that the series itself had has the legs. The legs. I you know I I haven't seen it and I haven't really heard from anyone who saw it and was blown away. Even though I love Richard Madden and Priyanka Chopra, yeah. I would gladly watch them and stuff. Even um, the concept though was was a little dicey because it was one of those things that was like working backwards from we want a mega global franchise that yes. we can market what would be a good fit for that rather than here's a good idea that we can maybe turn into a global franchise um yes but the, the, you know yeah, citadel's totally. past we don't need to talk about citadel what's next in the agenda Dana? yeah all right well let's carry on uh to another <laughs> franchise i'm going to refrain from uh crapping on and just try to be excited about today uh, the Witcher has a new trailer that came out last week. The Witcher season three, volume one comes out on June 29th, which is only two weeks away. Um, so that's the first five episodes of season three. And we got a better look at it in this latest trailer. So I figured we could watch it. We could maybe talk about some of the more notable things in it. Um, what do you think, Dan? You ready to I go to the continent? Let's okay. head over Let's... to the... That's a yes. Bless you. Thank you. Okay, let's hit. Here we have a statue. Yes, here we have a statue. Let's pause. Can we pause on that ruin? We'll pause right. Yeah, that works. That's nice. That Sherera wood or whatever called right. Yeah, I would. I was hoping one of us knew how to pronounce it. It's not me. I'm probably getting it wrong. Well, it's close enough. Yeah, Sherawed, something like that. So this is an elven ruin. Uh, this scene is from actually the the preceding book. Uh, it was something that didn't make it into season two. Uh, it's from Blood of Elves. And yeah, it's a big... It's one of the better scenes in Blood of Elves. And it's yeah, kind I, of I a it. rumination on neutrality. Because Geralt's whole thing is, I'm neutral. I don't get involved in politics. And kind of the closer he gets to his foster daughter, who is a princess, so obviously politics, um, the less he's able to stay neutral. Um, so it's interesting. I'm really glad that they brought this scene back. Um, sure. They're obviously changing things because Yennefer's there and she was not at Sherawed in the books. Um, any Any thoughts on this set piece before we move on? I recall it from the book. I recall it being a scene that I liked, and I'm glad it's going to be in the show. I mean, the thing with Yennefer is that the last season involved her trying to murder Siri to get her powers back, and now they have to act like everything's fine. It's going to be a hard sell. But um, if any yeah. writing team can pull it off, it's not this one. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, baseline, there are some other elements to the Sherawed scene in the book Sherawed. Sherawed. that... I doubt are going to make the leap into the show uh, because there's a whole thing about the humans basically betraying the the dwarves a little bit uh, revolving around this and kind of treating them like second class citizens. Um, this has to do with the elven guerrilla fighters, the Scoyatel, who we'll be seeing quite a lot next season. And thank you um, for pronouncing that. Yes, I've played the game, so I have lots of practice oh, for that one. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad. I think thematically, this probably fits the theme of the season pretty well that yeah, they decided to put this yeah. in here. The it's idea of the cooking. neutrality and that being tested. Yeah, um, totally. But yeah, let's carry on. Carry on. And Julie, as watching The Witcher, doesn't understand why I get so much criticism. Yeah, I'm, I I probably hate it too much. It's just kind of fun. To... Yeah, I'll, I'll I will answer. I'll address that in a sec, Julie, because I have so many thoughts. Houses on fire. All right, let's pause on that island. Can we do that? Yeah. So I, I will just say, Julie, uh, saying you've been rewatching the The Witcher. You really don't understand why it gets so much criticism, unless it's a book thing, because you still like it. One, I'm very happy for you that you like it, and I would say I think a lot of the criticism it gets is a book 
related thing, but also the video game, because they're kind of like two fandoms that yeah. both really love The Witcher and both of those mediums. The game is like uh, it's probably the single best adaptation of like a book series moving to a video game that's like ever been done. It It is masterful, the, that video game. And there are things the show does that like they kind of are against the spirit of what the author talks about in the books. So there are just it's lots of things like that. I, I do think it probably gets an unfair amount of vitriol, though. I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, it, there there is a bandwagon element. Um, there totally but, is. Hey, what can I say? I enjoy a free ride and it's kind of fun being in a bandwagon sometimes. <laughs> anyway yeah so this season is is also a pretty big deal because it's henry cavill's last time playing Geralt, um and then he's stepping back he's surrendering the white wig to liam hemsworth um and this what's on the screen right now is the isle of thaned um the sorceress and sorcerer school of eratuza is there and we are going to be spending quite a lot of time in this location this season i'm assuming there's a rather large set piece from the novel this is based on time of contempt I recall. um which is at this setting and we actually just saw a report today from collider about that set that they built it took them it's this is not the set obviously we'll see if we can pause on that later <laughs> but it took them around five months to build uh, the set for Aratusa with like multiple buildings and like alleyways with shops and stuff. Um, and then they wrecked parts of it to film. Nice. Because Go for that's it. what you do in these big productions. Um, yeah. Any, any Aratusa thoughts, Dan, before we move on? I just read Time of Contempt not long ago, and it was a fun scene. And um, I'm glad they're going to go whole hog with the big set yeah. piece. Same. Probably the climax of like that first two episodes, I'm guessing. Wow. Yeah. You know, I didn't really think about that, but it would make sense. That's yeah. that would leave them three episodes, though, for the back half of the season. What do you do with three episodes after Aratusa? Like, there's a whole three. chapter where Siri's wandering the desert and then she meets the rats, and there's yeah. Geralt and Jaskier catching up in the woods and all those stories about it. They have enough, and they might go through the next book a little bit too. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Uh, actually, we are expecting them to go into the next book a little bit. There's a unicorn. One of there is a unicorn. Yes, there are unicorns in this series. It it will get weird as it goes on. The Witcher is a multiverse story, even if it doesn't uh, feel like it uh, yet. Oh well, thank God we have another one of those. I was I was. <laughs> He's been itching for another Sapkowski multiverse story. Did it before it was cool. <laughs> I know you had a multiverse sized void in your life. Um, which is hard yeah let's let's carry on let's find some other cool thing to pause on and talk Ooh. about so here's yennefer looking very serious rolling green um, hills Geralt going hills. into a crypt of some kind <laughs> tenderly touching <laughs> as, photos i love that in movies. yep so that was tissaia uh can we Ooh. pause on fire guy yeah uh there is yennefer in her h&m dress that people have been criticizing online have, okay, I'm glad that's not just me. I haven't, I have not taken to online to criticize any particular outfits, but every time I watch this trailer, and I've, I've seen it a few times now, the the outfit here jars me out of the trailer every single time. It's um, fine, but it's just funny that you go to it under the gap and just pick this up. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, some of the costuming on this show is fantastic, and some of it's just weird. I know it's um, weird, isn't it? Like the kind of a disproportionate it, way they uh, dress. Whatever, go on. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit like the inconsistent. Like if all the costumes were bad, it'd be one thing. If all of them were amazing, it'd be one thing. But it's kind of like they're generally pretty good, and then you'll get one that looks like it came from H and M, and it's like, wait a second. <laughs> um. So this guy with the fire, uh, we're expecting to see more of him next season. He is Rince, um, might be Rince. Uh, he is a villain who was hunting Siri last season for a mysterious benefactor who we do not know who Rince's boss is yet. Um, oh, but apparently, in this version of The Witcher, fire magic is a big taboo. Um, that's for Julie. That's one of those 
book things that's weird for book people because that's not the case in the books that's a show decision they made for whatever reason um but yeah we'll be seeing more of him and maybe learning more about who he's working for this season rinse okay. rinse let's do it <laughs> fall to the gap that's right and this and he, would yeah, be there's the Aratusa. party Aratusa scene which i'm sure will be fun it was fun in the books. Yeah. It's going to be fun in the television program. Uh, Daniel, will you, because some folk have said, like, I'm not going to watch this after Henry Cavill leaves. Are you one of them? No. Oh, look at it. It's I a slow-mo kind of a giant yep. pill bug. Yep. They're fighting. I don't know what that bug is. There are, I'm guessing looks that's a the little desert like this. Well, nah, because Geralt's there helping her fight it. Oh, can we pause on those three people? Those those three people in the ballroom. Um, yeah, there that the rolling of that looks like a specific monster from the game that I can't think of right now, but a little bit different. Which you know, there are rights things with The Witcher. They can't just use monsters that were made up for the game. Uh, like they can't use designs from the game. They don't have the rights to that. Uh, but it's cool to see a monster like that that is still somewhat recognizable. Um, yeah, so to answer your question, I will be watching, Dan, because it is my job to watch shows like The Witcher, um, <laughs> but also because I'll be too curious not to. Like, I, for me, the ship, as someone who is a fan of the books and games, it is, the ship has sailed for me on sure being hurt <laughs> by by the witcher like i i feel like you know fool me once shame on me fool me twice or whatever that saying is apparently i don't know it i've been fooled too many times i think you got um, it you just you just bailed out but you were right fool me once shame on okay. you fool me twice shame on me fool me three That's times it. what are we even doing here yeah so i i am definitely past the what are we even doing here point with the witcher as a franchise um because of just decisions that it has made throughout all of the spinoffs, all of the seasons, but I'm going to watch it. Cause I want to see what happens. I like, I'll be too curious not to, do you think you're going to bail on it? No, I mean, again, cause it's the job, but um, no, I don't think so. I, I mean, yeah, uh, more or less the exact same thing you said, curiosity plus um, employment equals yeah. me watching <laughs> Mr. X Miley Cyrus uh, put on a white wig and a sword and kill monsters. Yeah. And Julie, it, it's nice to hear you say that you are looking forward to and don't mind that Liam is yeah, replacing nice. Henry Cavill. Um, that's a nice take to hear. Uh, and I do think, you know, he has an uphill battle, but Liam yeah, he Hemsworth does. was in the running for that role originally, too. So I, I am hopeful that he'll bring a lot of enthusiasm to that job. Um, so I, I kind of agree with you on that. I'm more excited hope. than nervous for that. I just, what, what I really want to know is for, for Henry Cavill to write his autobiography, I Henry, yes. and just describe what exactly <laughs> happened. That, yes. That's what I really yes. want, but sure. I'll watch the show. Actor of steel. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would read that in a heartbeat. So these three, I just wanted to touch on them because they are going to be some important players in this season. Uh, that is kind of the whole thing with this Aratusa set piece is that most all of the important players in this world, with a few notable exceptions, but more than ever before, are all going to be in one place for this thing. It's like a summit of powerful people. Um, so here we have... The guy in the background is Vilgefortz of Raghavin, who is a nice. very notable sorcerer. We've seen him in, in previous seasons. Um, he's going to have yeah. a big season this season uh, without going into spoilers. Uh, glad to see Vilgefortz scene. in should this be a trailer. Good time, yeah. It should be, yeah. Um, and then on the right, we have Tessaia de Vries, um, who is the head, like headmistress of the sorceress school at Aratusa. Dumbledore, um, if I'm you not Dumbledore Tonks. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that actor, I, her name is eluding me. She actually was a voice in the video games. Um, oh, cool. So I've always, yeah, I've always loved that she she's one of the few who made the leap over to the live action series as a different character. Um, she played 
Anna Henrietta, who is the queen of Toussaint in the in the video games. That's nice. Um, and I'm not sure about this character in the front. Um, do you know who this is, Dan? No, I don't. But I, I do um, want to amend calling her Dumbledore and uh, change that to Dumbledoreen. I think that's funnier. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently I'm over here laughing. So, yes, I think Dumbledoreen is probably a little funnier. Um, my thought with this character in the front is that it could be Kira Metz, uh, who is another notable sorceress. We, I don't think we've gotten a confirmation for who is playing Kira quite yet. I think we had rumors about who Kira could be. Um, but this could, could be them. Um, Kira is a character who's relatively minor in the books, but game fans will know her pretty well she she's more prominent in the third witcher game than she is in the novels kind of like eskel uh last season right really right. small role in the books but the gamers really love him um so could be kira could just be another sorceress we'll find out we'll find out wonder when we'll it'll find uh, out when the show's coming out maybe the trailer will tell us at the end of it let's move on and see maybe let's do it Ooh, Ring of Fire. Portals. Not infringement. Oh, that's a yep. portal? Some, okay, that some makes sense. Family, family stuff. Yeah, it looked like a portal to me. Uh, torches in the woods. Yennefer on a cliff. I love saying things that happen. Fighting. People fighting. Swords. Axes. <laughs> fighting. Spinning, spinning, yeah. spinning. So this is... That's Sherawed, which is going to be in the season premiere. Uh, so there's going to be a big battle there. Hey, and, Monster Man. Uh, oh, that's cool. Does Jaskier's I don't know what this scene is with them on a ship. Anybody else? It looks worse to me. Who, whose hair? Jaskier's hair. It doesn't look as good. Well, yeah, he. I mean, he's getting into you know his middle age. His it's just his haircut's not as nice. That's not important. Um, yeah, June 29th, end of the um, yeah, the month. We'll be reviewing it. We'll be watching it. Bring it on. Any final thoughts yes. about? Our um, producer Richard agrees that uh, the haircut looks bad. I think he might be balding, or maybe it's oh the wig. I don't know. It's the. I, I'll the be wig honest. Is, is I don't hate it. I don't hate it though hate because it. I've I Yaskier hasn't really aged much on this show, and it's kind of ridiculous. And I, so if they are making him look a little less good, I'm going to say if it's intentional. Maybe it's not intentional, and I'm I'm just I'm sorry you've got a bad haircut or a bad wig or whatever um but i i think making yaskir a little less suave as we get into the middle of this series is a good call because he is supposed to have aged like 20 or 30 years by this point since Probably the more start of that. the series more um, than that yeah so i'd say at this point the ship on making him realistically age has sailed might as well just lean yeah. into the silliness of making them beautiful forever. But uh, Daniel, That's fair. what's next on the agenda? Well, I think next uh, we want to know, we want to talk about, uh, Dan, what have you been watching or reading? And same for all of you out there. Yeah. What have you been watching? Let us know. It's been nice. I've finished, um, again, Barry wrapped up, Succession wrapped up. Ted Lasso wrapped oh, up. Man. So we've been getting so I'm watch we're watching the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel now. We're we're, we're gonna wrap that up. And how then is it? how is it? It's great. It's really, really good. It's it's already awesome. over. I love that so, show. Oh, it's so good. If, if you haven't watched the last season yet, it, it's it's it, it feels like it's the last season and that they're, you know, it it feels like endgame level stuff as so far as that's nice. A um, you know, quick patter comedy about the fifties. Um uh, comedian can be angry level stuff. It's not apocalyptic, but it's it, 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 it's really fun. Yeah, like any verse forward to the eighties and go to like what her future is like in her family. It's great. I'm I'm really enjoying it. And what? after that, on to on to Better Call Saul. Finish that up, and then on to Severance. Um, after that, man, so, good you're time. cruising. I mean, th th that's after Mrs. Maisel. I'm also I also I'm trying to watch The Idol, which is HBO's new show from Sam Levinson about the underbelly yeah. of the pop industry and the headline there is it's pretty it's pretty bad um <laughs> it's such a bizarre show is As, anybody else trying to watch yeah. the idol about 
Johnny Depp's daughter is a pop star and uh, she gets seduced by the weekend who plays this club owner named Tedros Tedros. Um, it's got like, there are parts of it that I like. I like mm-hmm. the, the Jocelyn. I, I like her character. I think Lyra Step is, is really giving her all, but there's this story about this mentally struggling pop star who's trying to get back on top. And then there's this ridiculous, stupid element where the weekend comes in and is like this cult leader sex guru and everything involving the pop star and her like just problems is pretty good with all her like team and her assistant and her managers and that's all good and then the weekend is it's ridiculous it turns into like this low rent like the plot part of a porno without the sex like that's kind of the level of story quality that they're giving whenever he's on screen it's really weird and I'm like if you just if you just cut the weekend out of this and his character and his acting, he's also like the weakest actor in the cast. Um, mm-hmm. I think the show would be pretty good, but it's the show literally exists because the weekend produced it and wants to be in it, so it's impossible. Oh, but okay. That's my I take on the that. idol. Yeah, like he's it's a producer. Interesting. It's his show. I and he's see. The worst well, that makes about sense. It. Then. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating to hear you talk about how the elements involving his character don't necessarily gel with the rest of the show. Just hearing you describe it, so I have not seen the idol at all. Um, I've heard obviously the reports about it being weird and exploitative and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's a um, thing which too. is is you know depending on how they do it. Because if you're going to look at the music industry and do a, you know, a show about a young woman pop star in the music industry, in my opinion, it would almost be dishonest to not address stuff like that in some way. But it sounds like that's not really what they did here, because bringing in a weird sex guru cult leader, like, is he actually in a cult? Kind of. He's like, it kind of. It's not just that. Okay. It's, It's the director, Sam Levinson, clearly. It's one of those shows where you watch and you just kind of think, why don't you just like Sam Levinson director? Why don't you just go to a sex club and act out your fetishes with another consenting adult rather than like forcing it on the viewing public? Like it's it, it feels very leering. It feels very. Yeah. I mean, exploitative is a good word for it. It feels very like you're showing us these private moments are kind of a grossy again very porny way that's not sexy it's just um it feels like a maybe it could be a camp classic in the making because it does feel like unintentionally hilarious sometimes like yeah sincere but badly made which is usually the uh secret formula for camp if you like yeah, want yeah. to make something really important and serious, but you're bad at it and it comes together and then that makes camp, that could happen. It's just it's it's a mess. It's a mess of a show. But there are things about that it's I like. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I do like a lot of the cast. I like it when the weekend's not yeah. there. It's weird. Um it it feels like it shouldn't be an HBO, but it is. And, and yeah. Robert Harris is watching Ooh. Silo. Are you watching that? Yeah. Uh yeah, I have been watching Silo. I've been I've been a little lukewarm on it. Uh so I got into Silo because I'm not intimately familiar, but I know of the books by Hugh Howie that it's based on enough that I was like, well, they made a Silo show. I'm going to watch it. Um I'm I think 5 episodes in, so I still need to catch up a little bit, but I've been enjoying it. Um I think there are times ah. where the dialogue feels like a tiny bit silly to me. Um, but in general, I, I have been enjoying it and it it is, I believe like the number one original drama ever on Apple TV. So it it just got renewed for a second season. So good news for you there, Robert, uh, silo is coming back for season two as of today. Um, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying silo. I will definitely be continuing to watch it and I hope that it picks up toward the end of the season because the beginning of the season was maybe my favorite part so far 
Um, I thought it it started pretty strong. um, And in the middle, it's kind of wavered a little bit for me. Um, But beyond that, I also saw Across the um, Spider-Verse, which was excellent. Um, I wasn't sure, you know, with with a sequel to a just a highly acclaimed movie like that, there's always a question of what will the sequel be like? And basically like more into the Spider-Verse. If you liked into the Spider-Verse, you are going to love this one. Um, it oh, does end on a pretty big cliffhanger because it's part one of two. So if you aren't aware of that, maybe be aware of it going in. Um, but yeah, be, beyond those things, I'm also mentally preparing I'm fortifying my mind for Black Mirror, which hits Netflix tonight slash tomorrow um, and season six. So that should be good and terrifying. I'm very much looking (laughs) forward to the episode with Annie Murphy, where she sees that a documentary has been made about her life starring (laughs) Selma Hayek uh, called Joan is Awful. So, yeah, I am. Black Mirror is always a good time. I love love that show. Um, and beyond all that, I've been reading this book called Witch King, which is very cool. It's by Martha Wells, who wrote Murderbot. Um, but it's about this demon who wakes up and finds out that they've been betrayed and <gasps> imprisoned. And Martha Wells does really interesting things with non-human characters. So the, the demons like go into different bodies in this series. It's very, very nice. cool. The world building reminds me of George R. R. Martin a little bit. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been watching, reading, doing, and then Tears of the Kingdom, which we don't need to talk about, but it's yeah, great. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, 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 my next book is The Three-Body Problem, but I pretty much just been playing Tears of the Kingdom, and I don't think, and I have a while to go, no one, so um, I will get to it eventually. <laughs> On Tears of the Kingdom? Yes. It's a massive game. It, it's enormous, that game. I haven't done one of the dungeons yet. I've been, it's been, it's just so, so much map, but um, yeah. I will. And then, and, 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 and then I'll read a book, but it's going to be a minute. Yes. I think that's one of the cool things and not to go too, too often into the weeds on the tears of the kingdom, but I love how different people can have totally different experiences with it. Like in terms of uh, like how soon you go to the dungeons or what parts mm-hmm. of the map you go to. Um, I think that's so cool. My wife is playing it now too. And she hasn't even been to the same zones I've been to. Um, and we've both put in quite a lot of hours. So then you have the under depth, which I spent a lot of time in just just so much to freaking do. Reminds Um, me of Elden Ring, the depths. It does remind me of Elden Ring. Another game that took me 30 million hours to beat. Um, Robert Harrod asked, has either of us seen foundation? I watched a couple episodes, Robert, and then I dropped it because it was, wasn't really vibing for me. Do you ever watch foundation, Daniel? I haven't. I I will admit I've been pretty curious about it, um, mainly because of Silo, actually, um, because it kind of seems like, you know, Apple TV is trying to be the the network or the streaming service that is really Mm -hmm. um, cornering the sci-fi market or trying to be like aware of of what sci-fi properties they're picking a little more intentionally, like they're picking very high profile sci-fi things to do um, like foundation and silo. So they I'm do. curious. Yeah. Um, I thought it was all right. And, but I, I didn't keep up also for all mankind and another like um, sci-fi oh, yeah. thing about, about the space race, which is excellent. And I have watched that one. I'm still watching that one. Yes. Like and extrapolations, and- which I've heard is oh, yeah. less than excellent. I haven't seen there it. There are some dorks over at Apple TV Plus. Things. Yeah, they they are definitely there are. greenlighting some dorky stuff. Oh, there's yeah. also that and, like... I mean, Severance like, is too. Severance, yeah. It's in that there's category There's a like Tomorrowland also. kind of thing that was like a 50s pastiche. Yes. But Hello, no one tomorrow. watched it. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they love their that sci-fi one... over at Apple. Yeah, that was a, a... The concept of that was fun. It was basically snake oil salesmen selling plots of mm. land on the moon. It does uh, seem fun. <laughs> But yeah, for whatever reason, it, I think sci-fi comedies are so hard to do well and have them take. Now that I like stop to think about it, like the Orville managed and kind of grew into its own thing that that isn't wholly sure. a comedy anymore. But like thinking about Hello Tomorrow, um, what was that one on HBO? Avenue Five. 
I feel like a few networks have taken swings at the sci-fi comedy in recent years, and not a lot of them have actually landed well. I mean, this isn't recent, but Futurama still is beloved to this day among several sectors of the fandom. I still love Futurama. Yeah. And that's coming back, what, I think next Always. month, the Futurama reboot <laughs> Every few is on years, Hulu. like clockwork, it comes back, yeah. So that's that, that's one of fans, but yeah, in general, sci-fi comedy's been hard to pull off. Man, I would yeah. I was dumb. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, I fell off pretty pretty early with that one. I, I like the idea, I like some of the cast, but just for whatever reason, it, I had felt profoundly meh. I'm glad it existed, but uh, it was a yes. strange experiment. And now it's now no one will remember it and it will be off max i'm sure they're right up for a tax thing and people won't really care because it's not like a lot of fans all right what's next in the agenda dan all right let's move on i think to the world famous wick news lightning round i think it's time Uh, dan are you ready to answer questions about current events (laughs) headlines to a tight 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 timeline of 200 seconds 200 seconds it's got to be this time we are ah, we are tw- 20, I added a zero. Tw- 20 seconds 20 or we are disqualified so let's let's go for it okay all right um i do not remember i'm i'm gonna ask you ask ah, me classic. first okay <laughs> oh good uh daniel the cw yes. renewed uh, Superman and Lois for season four. Yeah, it's nice to see the CW renew a thing. Um, Because, you know, they've axed so many of their shows in this whole reorienting of the network. Um, a lot of people were nervous they were going to cancel Superman and Lois, but they renewed it, uh, which I think means they canceled Gotham Knights, which is their yes, only did. other remaining DC show, which shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, really. Yeah, I don't care with it. All right. Uh, We got some new images from season two of The Wheel of Time. Uh, Let's take a look at one. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, Perrinay Barr, Mark Rutherford. Um, I'm glad to see this show getting some press. I thought it was a good first season. I'm glad it's coming back, and I hope it catches on. I I know it has its fans and it was popular, but I I hope it becomes a a big deal. I'd like that if The Wheel of Time ended up being a really big popular TV show because the book show has been around forever, and the TV show should follow suit. Oh, yeah, that totally was so agree. perfect. I scare myself. All right. Daniel. Well um, <laughs> yes. Uh, Disney just pushed, just rearranged its schedule. It pushed back Avatar 3 by a year, I think from 2024, 2025. Um, it pushed back two Avengers movies, the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars back by a year too. So they're like going to be a year later. The like Avatar 4 and 5, they're pushed back by three years into the 2030s at this point. So basically, they're delaying everything. Oh, the 2030s. The last yeah, one is I 2031. Mean, oh, I watched the first one in college. I'm going to be an old man writing about Avatar. Um, He'll be in your yeah, I, this isn't a huge surprise because of the writer's strike. Everything's being rearranged and reshuffled. Um, I'm basically taking any of the release dates for Disney, Marvel, Star Wars with a total grain of salt until we're like (laughs) six months out because they've changed them so much. Mm -hmm. I agree. Star Wars especially. Yeah, I will believe it when it happens. I don't even believe any of the movies are happening when when they (laughs) come out. I will believe it because they've even released trailers and teasers for stuff like uh, that Rogue Rogue Squadron Squadron and then scrapped it. So it's that's another thing where it's like fool me once Lucasfilm. It's but at this point it's been like five or six times and yeah, fool me seven take, times. Take time to get a restraining order. Yeah, okay, hit me. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, all right, Dan. So filming for the final season of Outlander is officially on hold, and this is also due to the writers' strike. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, Outlander, like every other scripted show, is scripted. And needs writers to script it unless you want to use robots, yes. which you can try. Someone's got to try it. Come on, let's get it over with. Don't do it. Um, Don't do it. <laughs> and they're going to delay filming season eight until they graduate are back. Uh, so just Hollywood, come on, end this. It's getting boring. Um, I ha- 
<laughs> I, I want to hear more about the strike. I just I, I I I wish that we heard more about what's happening. I mean, we have like okay, yeah. I, we got to move on. But I hope it gets resolved in, in sooner rather than later. Just cut your losses, studios. Come on, you're not going to win this. Just give them some stuff. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Okay. Nah. Public perception um, is against them at this point. Well, doesn't it? It would turn if they no, never whatever later. Um, okay. Well, yeah, it would turn if they paid their right. Yes, but let's carry on. <laughs> uh, Disney Plus added a new scene to the original Avatar. It's a new scene that sets up the sequels. I hate this. I hate oh? this. Okay. I hate this. And well, it's just a very small throwaway scene that they added to the end of the first Avatar, which is one of the the lesser villains basically being like, it's not over. It disrupts the flow of the scene around it. And it's a scene that James Cameron in all of his extended cuts of the movie chose not to include. There are three versions of extended avatars and this scene wasn't good enough to make it into them. So why is it on Disney plus? Anyway, it's not over. That's my rant. Two, three, four, five in 2031 to come. Okay. Hit me. I just don't understand why they wouldn't just make the the extended collector's cut available on Disney Plus instead of this hodgepodge edit. That's all. Pay for it elsewhere. That's, that's why. Okay, go on. That's fair. Thank yes. Um. All right. So Tom Holland, uh, who plays oh. Spider Man in the MCU, he is taking a year long hiatus from acting, uh, following his new show, The Crowded Room. Uh, yeah. Any, any thoughts on this? No, come back to us, Tom Holland. We need you. The world <laughs> needs you. I mean, yeah, he, he played like a serial killer or a cannibal or something in, in the crowded room, and he said it was very intense. Take a year off acting. Yeah. Um, Sony just wants him to play Spider-Man again. He's like being vague about it. I, I don't know if it'll happen. He he kind of sounds a little over it. Um, yeah, that's fine. Do whatever you want, Tom Holland. None of my business. Yeah. Okay. Um, I forgot to mention that during what are we watching? I have seen a little bit of the crowded room as well. He's really good in it. Does his. Who, who does he play? A serial killer cannibal? It is not. I, I don't think a cannibal. It's not clear exactly what all has happened where I am in the show yet. So gotcha. Becomes clearer as the show goes on. But his acting is. He's a very different sort of character than he's ever cool. played before. Um, he's not an action hero-y type. Very anxious, very kind of subdued performance, and he really nails it. So go lay on a beach somewhere, Tom. <laughs> you deserve right. it. Um, almost done here. We got uh, Daniel, Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Cameron apparently argued over the iconic I'll be back line in the Terminator. Yeah, I love this. I love this. So in a the new Arnold documentary on Netflix, uh, Schwarzenegger reveals that originally that line was it was I'll I'll come back. It was meant very literally. Then it wasn't working. <laughs> Cameron said, back. just say I'll be back. And Arnold was like that. It should sound more robotic. Like I Do will be Arnold back. Voice. And James Cameron was like, are you the writer? No, don't tell me how to can write. <laughs> like, I don't care if you're seven feet tall and 300 pounds of muscle. You will respect yeah. me. And and Arnold makes light of it. He's like, obviously he was right, because look at that line. We all quote it decades later. I'd like to hear your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression sometime, but um, we can do that later. Uh, I don't all have right. one. I, Everybody never, has an Arnold impression. Every single uh, person can I have too much one. respect, Dan, to, to try it. <laughs> Are you afraid? <laughs> He's old. You could outrun him now. Okay. Um, finally hit, hit, <laughs> I'll hit disappear the last one for us. Yes. Okay. The last one. Neil Gaiman um, and the Good Omens fandom are very upset because Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> they revealed, a, it, they're calling it a leak. It's not a leak. Amazon revealed a an important plot point in a trailer and mm. they are very upset. I mean, Amazon revealed a little something that happened. I don't know if it's important or not. It's just a, a random moment. And the fandom is very upset. I won't spoil it here. But yeah, they revealed something. Don't it's a bit it. of a fan narrative thing happening. They convince themselves they're important. They conv- that the thing's important. Convince themselves that they can do something about it by talking about it a lot. And uh, that's about it. It's fine. I'm looking forward to the damn, show. Damn. I like the first season. I will watch Good Omen season two when it comes out this summer. Spicy. Yeah, All I'm looking right. forward to that one. And, and that, uh, it, thank you, Andrew. Glad glad you caught the end of the show. Glad to be back. Yeah. 
and uh and and we will be back next wednesday um yes. as we are every wednesday at 2 we'll p.m central standard time thank you i was oh i was hoping to say we, that yeah uh, yeah, we're back at Central Standard Time, 2 p.m., um, 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Mountain, and noon on the West Coast, and much earlier in Australia. Sorry, yes. Julie. Um, so yeah, Julie. we're also available in podcast form, wherever podcasts are downloadable, be it iTunes, Google Play, or elsewhere. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, I'm going to rub my eye on some golden rings. That's right. Goodbye. Take care, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.